Greetings, and thank you for joining me for quite excellent episode number eight. Apologies to those who weren't expecting the two-week break, but an assault of essays to grade and a vacation made finishing episode eight any earlier an impossibility. Today we'll be exploring Bob Hickok's poem, Alzheimer's, from Billy Collins' collection Poetry 180, to be read on Monday, October 16th. I have this poem tagged in the book as one of my favorites in this collection. It is a mix of sentimental, terrifying, and heartbreaking. It is about old age and senility, something that feels far away when you were young. Dying, of course, is unavoidable, and so it is something that we know is out there lounging in our futures, just waiting. But frailty and degeneration are unknowns, frightening figures that may be waiting or may pass us by, preferring other bodies and minds to wither. There may be nothing so terrible to imagine than losing the ability to understand and to imagine. And for that reason, this poem is important. If we can think about these problems before they threaten us, maybe we can combat them. So, let's get to the poem. Alzheimer's. Chairs move by themselves, and books. Grandchildren visit, stand new and nameless. Their faces, puzzles, missing pieces. She's like a fish in deep ocean, its body made of light. She floats through rooms, through my eyes, an old woman bereft of chronicle the parable of her life. And though she's almost a child, there's still blood between us. I passed through her to arrive, so I protect her from knives, stares from the street that calls as rivers do, a summons to walk away to follow, and dress her demonstrate how buttons work. When she sometimes looks up and says my name, the sound arriving like the trill of a bird so rare it's rumored no longer to exist. The poem's title is straightforward, providing us our subject, and I appreciate this directness. Alzheimer's is one of those illnesses that we talk about so infrequently while we are young enough to feel protected from it, and in proclaiming this the title, just the name of the disease, in isolation, Hickok appears to be forcing a conversation on us, requiring us to acknowledge the disease, requiring us to suddenly confront our own existing anxieties on the subject. The first line is no less jarring. Chairs move by themselves, and books. Hickok presents a place that is haunted, a haunting that is mysterious, and by appending and books to an otherwise complete statement rather than saying initially, chairs and books move, this haunting presents as boundless It is clear that the chair is not the only thing that moves, and, oh yes, the books do too, but do other things? They must, but perhaps I have forgotten. 
This feeling of discontinuity is similarly felt in the last line of the first stanza, where Hickok uses enjambment to break up the statement, She's like a fish in deep ocean. She's like a fish ending stanza one, and in deep ocean beginning stanza two. Enjambment is a structural poetic device where a thought is split between two between lines, between stanzas, without any punctuation to suggest a pause, to create an idea that is read smoothly but is literally broken in two. Much like the grandmother in this poem, whose world is simultaneously typical and normal and broken, confusing. Alzheimer's has two shifts that I see with the initial two stanzas presenting the grandmother as someone whose life has lost meaning and congruity. The third and fourth stanzas explore a part of the history that is lost, the relationship between mother and daughter from the daughter's perspective. In these stanzas, the reader recognizes not just the toll Alzheimer's takes on the effect, those affected, but what loved ones experience. It is hard not to sympathize for the daughter who must protect her mother not just from everyday dangers like knives and traffic, but walk her through tasks so mundane that ordinarily we do not even notice them, like buttoning a shirt. And then where the first two stanzas, the reader sees the horror of lost history and in the third and fourth, the tragedy of witnessing the degrading of a woman the speaker loves, the final stanza provides the second shift, and it creates the poem's real heart. When the speaker is recognized by her mother, the moment is incomparable to anything but the most extraordinary of events, such as hearing the singing of a bird thought to be extinct. There is undoubtedly a significant sadness that comes with the loss and a complete loss of a species or an identity. But it only takes one exception to this assumption for hope to spring. If there is one bird, there must be more. That one is the product of two, and it might itself have a mate. For the reader and the speaker, this is a moment of catharsis, when the pain that had been just previously inescapable is suddenly relieved. And more importantly, it reminds the speaker and the reader that we care for these people not because they are suffering, but because we love them. In this poem, we can't help but recognize that Alzheimer's is a disease that is, sadly, crippling to the mind and body, but it can't touch the heart. So long as we love, we shouldn't feel Alzheimer's or push the thought of it away from us, but should instead confront it, study it, and maybe in time, treat it and beat it back. Until then, we should be comforted to know that even if this disease does come to touch us in our later years, no matter what it does to break 
us, the people around us that care for us, can help keep us whole. We will be reading Alzheimer's by Bob Hickok on Monday, October 16th. If you enjoy this podcast, have suggestions, or would like me to direct an eye toward a particular poem or poetic device, leave a comment on LeidenTeaches.com. The content of this podcast is used under Copyright Law Chapter 1, Section 110 as a companion to in-class instructional activities, and I claim no ownership of the text presented here. Thank you for joining me for Episode 8 of this podcast. I hope that between now and the next time you hear from me, you find and savor a few things that you yourself find quite excellent. Excellent.